Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to have tuned in to episode number 380. Of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, and you have joined us for the Weekender. And this is where we talk about upcoming special event stations, upcoming amateur radio events, upcoming open source events, and then we kind of dive into the fun things in life, like food and whiskey and all the things that make life worth living. So before we get into all of that, we should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right, and I can't remember, but I think this is number 61. So, not bad. I can't count that high. You can't count that high? (laughs) I completely lose track because it's all in Roman numerals, and so I've I've screwed myself in remembering the numbering. (laughs) (laughs) It's LX... Yeah, LX, it's like LXI or something like that. And well, yeah, LXI, I guess, would be 61. 61, and I think that's right. I think that's where we're at. Um, Sounds good to me. At least I didn't do it something weird like base 12 or base 8 or <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, then we'd all really be confused. Uh, but anyway, let's start off like we usually do with this weekend in amateur radio. Yeah, so uh, we're talking about contests, and uh, the of course we get all the contests at contestcalendar.com. But this weekend we got the big one. This is the uh, single sideband version of the ARRL sweepstakes. Woo-hoo! Woo! It starts uh, 2100 Zulu on November 21st to 0300 Zulu on November 23rd. Bands are 160 through 10. No work. And like I said, there's a single sideband. We just had the CW one at the beginning of the month. So uh, everything should be pretty much the same. There are now a total of 84 ARRL RAC sections, as the RAC has separated Prince Edward Island PE from the Maritime MAR section. Make sure your contest logging software and country files, your CTY files, have been updated so those at those abbreviations are recognized and credited properly. Uh, in addition, effective April 1st, 2020, RAC has realigned the Ontario South, that's the ONS, uh, and Greater Toronto Area, area GTA, Sections with the city of Hamilton and the regional municipality of Niagara moving from ONS to GTA. So uh, check out that contest. It's always a fun one. It's just a little bit longer exchange. Some people complain about it, but uh, I, I like it. It's a, it's a fun one, and uh, I think I might actually get on the air for this one. So it should be uh, it should be good. Cause but is that really nice. GTA 5? GTA six or seven? GTA yeah, six. Okay, yeah. so it's for the for the new play playbook. Play box or whatever they call it. <laughs> play box six or something. I don't the, know. The X Play 61? X Play 61. Yeah, that's what it must be. <laughs> <laughs> Next weekend, we got a couple of good contests here. Uh, of course, there's always more than just what we mentioned, but uh, these are the ones I like to mention. Uh, the AWRL 
EME contest. That's the Earth Moon Earth contest. It starts at zero Zulu November 28th to 2359 Zulu on November 29th. And this is the one that's, uh, you know, pretty obtainium for most people. It's uh, six meters through 1.2 gigahertz. So 50 megahertz through 120, 1296 megahertz. Uh, all modes, CW, single sideband and digital are allowed. Nice part about uh, this contest is that, hey, all entrants, regardless of category, are permitted to use spotting assistance or nets, including but not limited to DX alerting nets, Internet chat rooms, APRS, chat roulette, everything else. So, uh, yeah, feel free to uh, do whatever you can to make that contact occur, except for not have the contact and still log it. Yeah, that's definitely against the rules. <laughs> so, so no no collusion out there between you uh, less than amicable hams there. Um, so, yeah, so check out that contest. And, of course, uh, we also have the other uh, big contest going on, uh, which will keep everybody else's, uh, you know, radios going. Uh, the CQ Worldwide DX Contest. It uh, also runs from zero Zulu November 28th to 2400 Zulu November 29th. It's uh, bands, of course, 160 through 10 as well. No work. And the mode here is CW, the good old dit dit da. Uh, the CW Worldwide is, of course, the largest amateur radio competition in the world. Over 35,000 participants take to the airwaves on the last weekend of October for the single sideband. And the November CW version. Well, with the goal of making as many contacts with as many different DXCC entities and CQ zones as possible. So, uh, yeah, yeah, get on the, get on the bands and uh, get your, get your secret decoder ring out for the Morse code and, uh, work them, uh, work them however you can. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there is a like an assisted mode. So if you're using like a, a, a decoder or something like that to assist you in decoding the CW, um, obviously with most contest logging software, you don't even have to send CW. The, it does it for you. So I would think I would think that everybody's slightly assisted at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I know some guys that do it all with the key and don't use the F1, F2, F4, and it's a. Uh, it's slightly annoying, but uh, <laughs> they're so awesome. <laughs> but uh, there you go. That's all you got for a contest for the next two weekends. Uh, participate. All right. Very good. You might have to do that, except I probably can't because I don't think we're going to be home at all this weekend. So, yep. We'll be home for a little while. Sometime. Except, um, well, yeah, a little while, but probably not enough to, uh, to pull the rig out. We'll see what happens. Uh, so moving on, we've got some amateur radio special event stations to mention. Uh, the first one is from, uh, a group right here in Missouri. Uh, this is the best damn Christmas celebration. <laughs> uh, D-A-M Christmas. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, all month of December at various times of operation. The call sign for this is Kilo Echo Zero Talk Group Group, Kilo Echo Zero Tango Golf Golf. Uh, frequencies will be on or about 3.84, 7.24, 14.24, and 28.44. Modes, CW and SSB, and potentially digital. And the what on this is it's been one of the oddest years with a pandemic causing us to reschedule our Stockton and Bagnell Dam special event stations. For people who live in Missouri, they know where those places are. To 2021, however, we have news for you. Thanks to the stroke of genius by Roger, KD0WXT, we are hosting a month-long special event called the Best Damn Christmas Event. We are going to be transmitting throughout the month of December to give everyone a chance to have a little Christmas fun on the airwaves. And there's plenty of information about that in the show notes. So check it out. And it's all December long, so you should have an opportunity. Next one we have is a Pearl Harbor Day commemoration. This will be operating from December 4th through December 14th from 1300 to 2200 Zulu daily. Uh, the call sign for this is Whiskey to Whiskey. 
frequencies on are about 7041, 7241, 14041, and 14241, and perhaps 80 meters. Uh, modes will be CW and single sideband and potentially digital. And this is the Amateur Radio Club of the National Electronics Museum, ARCNEM, will operate W2W in commemoration of the anniversary of Pearl Harbor Day and the role of electronics in World War II. The museum is closed, of course, thanks to COVID, so club members will work the special event station from their home stations. Primary operation will be December 4th through December 7th, with additional operation possible during the December 8th through December 14th period, as operator availability permits. Operation on 80 meters and digital modes is possible. Frequencies will, of course, be plus or minus according to QRM. There will be a QSL and certificate available with a self-addressed stamped envelope. So check that out. And the best one of all, the 21st Amendment Commemoration. This will be operating December 5th from 0500 Zulu to December 6th at 0500 Zulu. My birthday. Uh, call sign, and it's awesome that this is on my birthday. Call sign is Whiskey 8 Alpha. Frequencies will be on or about 7.240 and 14.240. The modes are single sideband and IPA. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is according to them. Uh, I didn't make the funny. Uh, Ohio was one of the last three states to ratify the 21st Amendment. We all know what the 21st Amendment is. It's the one that ended prohibition. This happened on December 5th, my birthday, 1933. Yeah, uh, hopefully you weren't born in 1933. I'm yeah. as old as dirt. That's right. As old as your dad. <laughs> Even he's not that old. He was born in 34. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The others were Pennsylvania and Utah. Utah was the 36th state to ratify the <laughs> amendment, giving it the three-quarter majority of states' approval necessary to become law. It was the first time in the history of the United States that an amendment to the Constitution has been repealed, and it was not done by Congress. It was done by we the people. The end of Prohibition was immediately turned into one big party. So grab a glass of your favorite beverage, give us a shout on the air, and join the celebration. And uh, you can check that out with additional show notes. So, very cool. So, I guess I know what I'm doing on my birthday. Probably playing poker. <laughs> no, actually. Well, at least I hope so. We'll see how it goes. No, actually, you have a birthday party scheduled somewhere else. Oh, okay. I told you about that the other day. Well, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. You don't have Carrie Nation to, like, stomp in with her little sign. So, what would you do? Yeah. So, silver dollar Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. I was, uh, I was sit in the corner with this $140 bottle of scotch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll probably be sitting up on the shelf and not being touched. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so announcements I just left in here. The Alpha Foxtrot Zero Sierra Sierra Club that we have started. We still are looking for ideas and logo suggestions or even uh, logo-like demos if somebody wants to get super creative. Uh, information about where to send all that stuff is on the website, lhspodcast.info. So if you have any ideas about what to do with a club that's related to open source, please let us know. I mean, we're still working on this ourselves, but, you know, time is of the essence <clears throat> and at a premium. And uh, for the Linux and the Hamshack Ham Radio Challenge I put in here, because we've been talking about satellites a lot, work on building a homebrew antenna for doing satellite work. Several low-cost and low-effort models are available with complete directions and parts, uh, thinking like... Uh, Stuff with uh, die plexers or uh, egg beaters or, you know, any number of other ways to do satellite work. So might be a, an easy way to get into building an, an antenna that's not uh, multi-band and complex and 
takes up a lot of room and so on and so forth. So something to maybe work on. So moving on from amateur radio topics, we're going to slip into open source and Bill's going to tell us about a distribution to try. Yeah, and this is a new release of Kali Linux 2020.4. Kali Linux is a Debian-based Linux distribution aimed at advanced penetration testing and security auditing. Kali Linux contains several hundred tools that are geared towards various information security tasks, such as penetration testing, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> security research, computer forensics, and reverse engineering. Kali Linux is developed, funded, and maintained by Offensive Security, a leading information security training company. Uh, we find ourselves in the fourth quarter of 2020, and we are ecstatic to announce the release of Kali Linux 2020.4, which is ready for immediate download or updating, should you have the previous version, which was released uh, back in August of 2020. Uh, a couple of the improvements since uh, since that release in August, uh, that the ZSH, the Z shell, is uh, the new default shell. We said it was happening last time. Now it's happening. So there, take it. Take your Z shell and... Shut up. Uh, Bash shell makeover. It may not function like Z shell, but Bash now looks like Z shell. <laughs> uh, partnership with tools authors. We're teaming up with a bite bleeder. What's all hackers speak with uh, threes for ease. Uh, and uh, I, I could give you more information on that, but I'd rather not. Anyway, uh, message at login, proactively pointing users to resources. So good information there. AWS image refresh now on GovCloud includes Kali's default command line tools again. And there is a new URL. Uh, packaging guides. We want to start getting your tool inside of Kali. This should help. Uh, new tools and updates, new kernel and various new tools and updates for existing ones, as well as setting proxy chains for as default. NetHunter updates, uh, new NetHunter settings menu, select from different boot animations and persistent magisk. I do have to say Kali Linux has one, you know, probably the coolest looking boot splash, <laughs> animated boot splash. So if you haven't seen it, Try loading up the ISO image. Uh, WinKex 2.5, the new enhanced session mode brings WinKex to ARM devices. That's right, this works in ARM too. Uh, Vagrant and VMware, we now support VMware users who use a Vagrant. So check out all the cool hotness inside of uh, the latest Kali Linux release. All right, very cool. Sounds like an interesting distribution and worth giving a test spin, if nothing else. So I might have to do that. And apparently it uh, does some stuff with dark mode that might be useful. <laughs> that's possible we'll have to take a look at that uh on the next show yeah i didn't see it working for me but i'm gonna i, I haven't tried that one but the dark mode issue is, is something i've been working on so we'll see maybe maybe report on that next time all right so we've come down to open source events and this is where we bring cheryl in so she can tell us all about some open source stuff that's coming up over the next couple of weeks and we'll let her go ahead and get to it all righty then so our first one is vision it is November 26th and 27th, 2020. It is online. The cost is 85 souls, which is Peruvian. I believe it's about $25 US. This is sponsored by the LPI. Uh, this year, to win I thought it, you had to like murder a bunch of people. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> different, <laughs> well, different souls. Souls. Jeez. Gotcha. <laughs> that's just like, well, that's what you get for Peru, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Slap a truck full of bodies. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's my 85 bodies. Uh, or, or, never mind, 25 bucks. Okay, here you go. <laughs> so this is sponsored by LPI. This year, the Vision 2020 International Congress will be held virtually, of course. 
and will have its main theme, Digital Transformation for a Sustainable World Post-COVID-19 Challenges. This is aimed at improving the services provided and thus supporting the renovation of knowledge, updating, and training in order to empower professionals in engineering, architecture, aeronautical uh, sciences, and related careers. As every year, we'll have top-level national and international exhibitors. And more information will be in the show notes. Our next thing is, um, for those of you that heard about the cooking boffs and stuff for the Ohio Linux Fest, uh, my boff for cooking was in competition with another one that was highly attended. So we are actually redoing this via a Zoom call. It will be on November 29th from 1 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Eastern. It's online. There is no cost. You will be joining me and Russ. Woo-woo. As, yeah, I know, whatever, shut up. (laughs) As we hold a Pamper Chef cooking party to help raise funds for Ohio Linux Fest, every purchase you make actually has a considerable chunk that's donated back to OLF. Um, So, and that will be used to offset the cost of future Linux Fest and so forth. We're going to be showcasing some of the more popular Pamper Chef cooking items including the indoor outdoor grill that Russ absolutely loves. So that's what he's going to be using. So this is all going to be done via Zoom. So you can join us there. The link will be in the show notes. The next event is the Open Source Summit Japan. It is December 2nd through the 4th, 2020. Online, it is $50. Open Source Summit Japan is a unique environment for cross-collaboration between developers, sysadmins, DevOps, architects, and others here driving technology forward. Join over 2,000 developers, technologists, and industry experts in an exchange of ideas on the latest trends in open source and open collaboration, how to navigate the open source landscape, and how open source is shaping innovation. Attendees have a variety of ways to collaborate and share ideas with their peers, learning how to create richer open source communities, growing technical skills, hacking together in a developer lounge, and much more more information in the show notes and the last one which is going to be on russ's birthday which is december 5th that is the central pennsylvania open source conference again december 5th the cost is five dollars to thirty dollars the central pa open source conference otherwise known as cposc is a one-day technical conference for open source developers and users covering all aspects of open source technologies with presentations and panels ranging from novice to expert skill levels and featuring case studies, best practices, code-alongs, and more. Since establishing in 2008, CPOSC has stood out as the region's premier gathering for open-source technologists to cover, converse, and connect. This year, we celebrate 12 years of fostering open-source education and community. And again, more information in the show notes. That's it. Yeah, that's it. There's there's a few more out there, but again, you can go searching for them if you want. These seem to be the most interesting of the bunch. And of course, don't forget about the OLF thing, where I get to cook some Korean food, which is really good. And uh, so I put in here a sort of self-serving open source challenge, <laughs> uh, which is for somebody to get in contact with me and explain to me with uh, code snippets, if possible, how to set up Nginx as a front-end proxy server to proxy an HTTPS connection to non-SSL-enabled backends. I have Googled the crap out of this, and I have not found something that actually works. So 
if someone knows how to get this to work, I would appreciate it. <laughs> um, so there's a real challenge. Do we want to pose the question to everybody that was posed to us the other day? What question was that? The thing I texted you and Bill about yesterday. Oh, about, uh, yeah, if somebody wants to, to shoot us an idea because I came up with nothing. Let me, let me get the, the text. No, right I, I know the basis of it. Okay. Is basically somebody wants to have something, a uh, sort of Linux themed gift to give somebody that is in the 50. 50- no, a ham radio oh, sorry, themed gift. Sorry. Ham radio themed gift that's in the 50 to $125 price range. That's sort of like personalized for sentimental type. Yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't think of a damn thing. I was thinking about maybe doing like a custom art, you know, uh, engraved like Morse code key or something like that, but they're super expensive. Um, yeah, he's, he's big into Linux. He's big into ham radio. So yeah. So I, I, I came up with nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, but if somebody has an idea for there or something along those lines, uh, shoot it to us. Yeah. Uh, a gift item. Between fifty and a hundred and a quarter. That's amateur radio themed and of a sentimental nature. So, yep. so. and you can send that information to info at lhspodcast.info. So. Yep, you sure can. Or any other way that you want to reach us. That's as, true. As, as long yeah. as it gets here, that's fine. <laughs> the the question was presented to me, and I went, "Duh, I don't know." So I presented it to Russ and Bill, and they went, "Duh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and now we're presenting it to you, so you can all go, "Duh, I don't know." <laughs> I'm sure somebody has an idea out there that, you know, it, it, it's out there somewhere. I have a feeling. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about food. Let's get people okay. interested in that. All right. So today's recipe, uh, let me tell you a little bit of a backstory on it. A few years ago at Hamvention, Russ and Bill dined at Brio Tuscan Grill and came back to the hotel telling me all about the Brussels sprouts that they enjoyed. Was that an appetizer? Yeah. Or part of your meal? Yeah, okay. It was an appetizer. appetizer. Okay. I, Actually, it was a side. Side, okay. Side, side, yeah, right. okay. And it was much worse the second time. I'm not sure. Remember we, we did have, No, we didn't have them a second time. Oh, no, they didn't have they them. Didn't right. offer they them. didn't offer yeah. them. Yeah, when time. I went back with you guys, we're like, oh, no, we don't have those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I stayed back at the room to enjoy Carry Out Cheesecake Factory and burn DVDs to give out at Hamvention while they went to Brio. And then they came back and they were telling me about these Brussels sprouts. So that sent me on a mission to find a recipe. I found said recipe. I sent it to Bill. I showed it to Russ. They both said, and this was a while ago, they both said that it sounded very spot on. So so this year, this seems like a really good Thanksgiving side item. And since Thanksgiving is coming up, I decided to go ahead and share this recipe. So it requires pecans, bacon, Brussels sprouts, uh, olive oil, kosher salt, black pepper, balsamic vinegar, and some maple syrup. Um bake them you know blah 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 you know i'll let you guys read the recipe it's not really that time consuming the recipe's long though so if you want to read more about the recipe check out the show notes so yeah and i don't know if anybody's noticed but the the show notes tend to be abbreviated to like reference links and stuff like that except for the recipes which are published in their entirety so you can just cut and paste them or or view them on the website if you want to uh have something you know on a tablet in your kitchen or whatever so Aww. those those are always uh, published in their entirety. Aww. So you also have a drink you want to tell us about. Oh, yeah. I've started doing drinks, too. Yes, I know. The heck, so. I didn't forget. Right. Yeah. So, again, because of Thanksgiving, um, you know, I know several of our listeners are not in the U.S., but several are. And for my household, uh, when I think of 
fall I think of apples so I came up with an apple champagne cocktail requires chilled apple cider some champagne and you can rim your glass with brown sugar if you want you can rim it with brown sugar and or table sugar Um, mix everything together dump it in your glass and enjoy I think this would be something Russ would probably enjoy so oh I I enjoy most martinis I don't think I've found very many that I don't like right (laughs) and after I've had you know, three of other cocktails, I'll drink pretty much anything. So whatever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so all this time you've been like, oh yeah, that's a great martini and it could have sucked. No, I said after I've had three. You know, oh, I see. Yeah, you know, it's like that with anything. Even IPAs sound good after that, which, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you whining about? You're getting pecan porter in a couple of days. Oh, Two is it go? He's, yeah, he's already left. He's already left. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, we had he, to, he was going, so... Well, he said it was not 100% sure. Well, no, as far as I know, because I texted him earlier today, and he said he was on the road, so I assumed that meant he was on his way. All right, so. that, that's excellent, because I have not... We, we hired a person, sort of, to uh, <laughs> to stop in Amarillo on his travels to pick me up a couple of growlers of uh, Big Texan Pecan Porter, which I have not had in Since five years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... I'm looking forward to that coming back. Watch it. He's going to get back and you're going to taste it and go, ugh. Well, unless they've done something radical to the recipe, then I don't think that's going to be an issue. But mm, we'll see. I guess we will see. Yeah. I hope I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so I'm going to talk about my drink for tonight, which uh, has been teased to some of the folks in the chat room. This is the Game of Thrones Six Kingdoms Single Malt Scotch, which is a Mortlock. Space side, 15 year old single malt. And it's a little on the pricey side. We'll get that to the minute. <laughs> but for a description, I have the Game of Thrones Six Kingdoms is a 15 year old whiskey hailing from the Mortlock Distillery. Diageo chose Mortlock to close out the Game of Thrones whiskey collection because it is a very sought after super premium single malt. Woven throughout the eight seasons of Game of Thrones is the three eyed raven, particularly in the final season, the character picks up more relevance. The new Green Seer and Vessel for the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran Stark, is the one to give the North independence and is now the King of the Six Kingdoms. Uh, the single malt has been matured in first fill sherry casks, uh, Oloroso, uh, for the majority of its time before a short finishing period in American Oak X bourbon casks. The whiskey has been bottled at 46% and has been especially crafted for release in this Game of Thrones series of single malts. I have not tried any of the uh, other... Game of Thrones single malts, just this one. So I I got, I just happened to be in the uh, special section of the liquor store when I was there and saw it. And I was like, oh, sure. What the hell? (laughs) Um, so yeah, the mash bill on this, of course, it's a single malt scotch. So it's 100% barley. Not really hard to figure that out. Proof, as already stated, 46%, which is 92 proof. I didn't say that already. Uh, it's a space side. Of course, the color on it is a dark amber. Not as dark as some things, but pretty dark for uh, scotch, and it kind of should be since it's 15 years old. Um, the nose on it, well, there's been some debate. <laughs> um, I definitely get, um, I actually put this, uh, what I did was I aggregated a bunch of notes that other people had done because I literally opened the bottle before the show. So these notes are not my notes, but I'm going to adjust as necessary. Um, there is... There is a light smoke to it. It's not a peat smoke, but it's smoke, like the smoke you get from barrel char. 
But the nice thing about the barrel char note is it's not that sort of bitter barrel char. It's like an actual smokiness. Um, you do get the sort of musty oak as well, but it's not as pronounced. Considering it's only 46%, it's a little alcohol forward, which is kind of surprising. But uh, what are you going to do? Um, most other people noted a lot of fruit notes, and I do get some fruit notes, but I get more of a, a vanilla and sort of hints of like not citrus fruits like apples pears um stewed fruit like the stuff you'd see or, or sugared fruit like you get in a fruit cake that kind of thing well that's the sultanas and stuff that you've mentioned here so. right um and there's definitely like a maltiness and a baking spice and uh the more the more i sort of stick my nose in the glass the more of that sort of sweet candied fruit uh comes out of it too so it's it's uh oh and that was almost like else. a, yeah, that was almost like a wine, uh, wine, like a grape, like green grape, actually. Yeah, there's definitely some of that in there too. So, so it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of stuff in here and a 15 year old single malt should have, you know, a variety of things. So I'll go ahead and try it again. <laughs> the, the first couple of sips have been sort of unimpressive <laughs> is, is opening up for sure. <laughs> It was, it was it's all sort of covered for 45 minutes now. It should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was sort of nothing but sort of acetone maltiness at first, but it's definitely taking on some other flavors now. Some of the nose is definitely there. The, the vanilla and the oak spiciness is there. There's a, there's a thing that I always get in Dalmore scotch. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's a sort of wheat bitter thing. But it's uh, very prevalent in, in some other space sides and highlands that I've tried, particularly Dalmore. Uh, that's also in this. Um, the fruit note is there, but it's a little more sour. Um, you, you get more, uh, citrusy, green apple stuff like that. The maltiness is there. It's sort of like a sweet maltiness, like an oatmeal. Um, and sort of way in the, way in the back, you get almost like a chocolate orange and even leather or tobacco. So. Yeah, those are all kind of muted, especially the tobacco, but it's it's sort of there at the very end. And you get that through the end of it, too, as it finishes out. Lots of oak, apple. It sort of develops into a cinnamon, a little like spicy cinnamon almost. Uh, and the maltiness and stewed fruit is there as well, but it's much more muted. The oak and maltiness is the, the primary thing that sort of walks out the finish. So I'm going to, I almost want to reserve rating on this because i have a feeling it's going to go up with time but i figure i have to get some sort of impression here first um before we get to that we have to tell you how much it costs it's a very limited release it's the end of the batch i'm not sure how widely available it is and i'm not sure how long it's going to be available uh, it's about 140 bucks so based on this you may not want to rush right out and grab a bottle <laughs> um <laughs> Because I'm not going to rate it super high, especially especially on first blush. I think I think it will get better. I think it will open up. Um, but right now, I'm going to have to give it a like an 87. It's pretty high. It's it's pretty high because considering it's, what it's, you normally write stuff, it's not terrible. And I know it's going to get better because I can tell just from it sitting out and us sitting here talking for the last 45 minutes that it's that it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had I've had scotches that were less expensive than this that i would rate mid to upper 90s like right off the right off the first pour so and maybe it's just i'm not used to this particular distillery or whatever and this particular flavor profile of mortlock 
But, you know, here's hoping that 87 improves. So, there you go. Mortlock 15, the uh, Game of Thrones Six Kingdoms edition, single malt scotch. And, Bill, do you have anything for us? Uh, I was just going to mention, uh, I know you can't get this in, like, huge release, unless you're in, let's see, what states? Uh, Alaska, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, or Washington. So, hey. But anyway, <laughs> this is... Uh, Oh, they do ship beer now, so uh, you could probably get it shipped to your house, maybe. Uh, this is called Mocha Death, and this is from the Iron Horse Brewery in uh, Ellingsburg, uh, uh, Washington. And uh, this is, uh, let's see, how do, I, how do I even describe this? Let's see how they describe <laughs> it. Let me see if I can even read the dang thing here. <laughs> My eyes and lighting is so bad. Mocha Death is what happens when you take the PKW... I have no idea that is. P- oh, Pacific Northwest favorites. Sorry, I can barely read it. Coffee, chocolate, and Irish Death. So if you're familiar with their beers, they have a beer called Irish Death. It's kind of like a um, um, a black, uh, uh, like a Scotch ale. Um, and combine them into one delicious malt-forward ale, moderately sweet with low bitterness. This brew is for those who can't decide between coffee or beer. We say, why choose? You're welcome. So uh, this is, uh, yeah, Mocha Death. It's uh, 7.5% alcohol. Um, yeah, it actually tastes pretty good. I uh, I was going to save one for the show, but uh, that ship sailed. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing um, um, Knob Creek nine-year right now so well, um but how anyway many bottles of that have you bought because you surely you're working on like number three at this point um i'm not at liberty to discuss that <laughs> <laughs> because his wife is with an earshot no. <laughs> apparently he's just picking it up by the case now you can say I, just- I should it's uh no no i i was uh yeah i was at a different place and i was looking for um well, I was looking for Eagle Rare again, and of course I couldn't find it. And then I'm like, "Well, I just get something." Um, I looked, I looked, I looked, and I'm like, "Ah, crap! I'll just get that because I didn't want to hang around anymore." <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking right now. Is it? Do you have the bottle in front of you? Is it a? Is it a store pick? What do you mean store? Pick? Is it? It should say on the bottle if it's a store pick. It'll say like bottle or single barrel bottle by blah 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 whatever store you bought it from. Oh. No, I don't, I don't have the bottle here. Oh, okay. Well, I'll find out from from you later. Because <laughs> I thought I thought the the KC nines were all uh, were all barrel picks, but we'll see. Uh, they have a. I think the one twenties are the barrel. Well, those are the barrel proof ones. No, I don't know what that means barrel pick. Um, usually these are one hundred proof. Okay, so that's probably not. That's probably just a general release. But the the higher proof ones are usually like stores buy a barrel. Oh, and okay. they they release it as a barrel proof issue. Yeah, in every it'd, be like, it'd be like the yeah, total wine issue. I thought you like reviewed that. the one twenty and was not impressed. Uh, the one twenty is okay. It's you know that is a that was a store pick. Um, from the Lucas that I got it from. Yeah, I remember you not favoring that one very well. No, but, I I have never been a big fan of anything Knob Creek, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's okay. I mean, you know, it's fine. <laughs> okay <laughs> it's not as good as that uh that uh high test wheat one. <laughs> oh, the uh fly the dry yeah, fly dry fly dry yeah. fly i think i'm gonna go back to that one that one's way better same price range <laughs> okay uh yeah. sorry we're distracted by 
dogs. Dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. What are you licking? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we, I, think, we, I think it's a uh, four-legged rodent. Uh, oh, yummy. <laughs> anyway. Did you get it? No, she didn't get it. She's been <laughs> after the whole time. Yeah. So. Scottish death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you get to clean up anything that gets dropped on Scottish the floor. died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, that's it. We've come down to the end of the program. We've gotten through the amateur radio, the open source, and the hedonistic. And before we go, we will, of course, mention the folks who are with us in the chat room tonight. We want to thank everybody who joined us for the live recording. We had Ted WA0EIR, Tony K4XSS, Paul K5WMA, Don KC9ZMY, Stacy KB7YS, and Philip KJ4VFO. So thanks everybody who was here. Thanks for everybody who downloads the show and who listens and sports in whatever capacity you do that, even if it's just listening. It's what makes all of this worthwhile. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap this up. This has been episode number 380, The Weekender of Linux in the Ham Shack. We're going to get out of here. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.
Linux in the Hamshack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.